Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Clinical Significance of Circulating Tumor Cells, Including Cancer Stem Cell-Like in Peripheral Blood for Recurrence and Prognosis in Colorectal Cancer Patients with Duke Stage B and C by authors Hisei Inuma et al. My name is David Ryan, and I am Clinical Director of the MGH Cancer Center and Clinical Director of the Gastrointestinal Cancer Center at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston and Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. My oncologic specialty is gastrointestinal malignancies. Our ability to detect cancer within the body is still fairly primitive. On routine imaging studies, by convention, we don't call a nodule suspicious for cancer unless it approaches one centimeter in size. Yet this one centimeter nodule of cancer represents at least a billion cancer cells. It's no wonder that conventional imaging is nearly useless as a screening tool, gives only rough estimates of stage, and yields incomplete response information. If only we could detect the presence of cancer in the bloodstream, we could transform prevention, staging, prognostication, and treatment. Thus, the detection of circulating tumor cells, CTCs, or at least their gene products, holds the hope of the next great leap forward in cancer care, and it affects almost all aspects. While on the surface, this may sound relatively easy to accomplish, the science of circulating tumor cells is much more complicated. Which cells do we want to detect? Cancer cells share many of the same characteristics of normal cells, and figuring out cancer cell from normal cell with a high sensitivity and specificity has proven challenging. Decisions regarding which engineering platform to use and which markers to identify the cancer cells from normal cells come with unexpected trade-offs. Currently, there are two major ways of detecting circulating tumor cells. First, immunologic assays that exploit tumor-associated antigens and capture the cells in the bloodstream. And second, PCR-based molecular assays exploiting tumor-specific transcripts. The advantage of the immunologic assays is the capturing of the specific cell that can provide prognostic information, but also may yield important clues regarding specific characteristics, such as genotype and pathway up or down regulation. Investigators long have desired to obtain an, quote, easy, unquote, biopsy. The advantage of the PCR assays is that the avoidance of any of the engineering pitfalls that occur with the immunologic assays and also the reliance on mRNA transcripts rather than tumor-specific antigens. The major disadvantage of the PCR assay is that nothing can be learned about the specific cancer cell. That is, it's not like an easy biopsy. Another difficulty in recent years involves the emerging science regarding cancer stem cells, namely, which cancer cells do we want to detect? The, quote, mother stem cell, 
responsible for the ultimate death of a person or her, quote, children that go forth and multiply. CD133 has emerged as a marker of some cancer stem cells, including those of colorectal cancer. In this JCO article, Enuma and colleagues evaluated the importance of a new circulating tumor assay in patients with stage 1 to 3 colorectal cancer. They used a PCR assay of peripheral blood, which combined a previously reported signature, CEA, CK19, CK20, with a new stem cell marker, CD133. Patients were considered to have the presence of circulating tumor cells if preoperatively they had mRNA in peripheral blood containing the combination of CEA, CK19, CK20, and CD133, or CD133 alone. They postulated that the inclusion of CD133 mRNA in the peripheral blood would narrow the search to circulating colon cancer stem cells. In the initial training set of 420 patients, the multi-marker group of CEA, CK19, CK20, and or CD133 showed the highest sensitivity, specificity, and positivity over any single marker. A validation set of 315 patients was then evaluated. It is important to note that all stage 3 patients received 5-FU and leucovorin, according to the Roswell Park schedule. Stage 2 patients did not receive any chemotherapy. Rectal cancer patients presumably did not receive radiation therapy, but the authors do not comment. The presence of circulating tumor cells, as, de- as defined by this combination marker, was associated with worse overall prognosis in stage 2 and stage 3 patients. The results were similar for both colon and rectal cancer patients. For patients with stage 2 colon or rectal cancer, the presence of circulating tumor cells was associated with survival similar to stage 3 patients, and the absence was associated with survival similar to stage 1 patients. For patients with stage 3 disease, there was an approximate 20% difference in 5-year survival for patients with the marker than for those without the marker. CD133 by itself, or the CEA, CK19, CK20 by itself, did not predict for occurrence in stage 2 patients. Why the addition of this marker makes a difference is unclear. The authors postulate that the addition of cancer stem cell marker further enriches the assay for genuine circulating tumor cells. It would have been important to know what happened to the marker over time and after chemotherapy, but this was not recorded. The major importance of this paper is the ability to further characterize patients with stage 2 colon cancer into high risk and low risk. Prognostic factors are those that provide information about the overall cancer outcome regardless of therapy. Predictive factors give information about the effect of a therapeutic intervention. So, this circulating tumor cell assay may serve as an important prognostic marker for both stage 2 and 3 colorectal cancer because all of the patients in each stage were treated in the same manner. It says nothing about whether those patients with high-risk stage 2 colon cancer based on the assay should be treated with chemotherapy. And it says nothing about whether low-risk stage 3 colorectal cancer based on the assay can avoid therapy. Nevertheless, factors can be both prognostic and predictive, and this particular, particular circulating tumor cell assay should be evaluated in the next generation of studies for patients with stage 2 and three colorectal cancers so that we can make treatment as well as prognostic claims. Another important use of this assay could be in the follow-up or surveillance period. 
Currently, ASCO guidelines recommend that all patients with stage 2 and 3 colorectal cancer undergo yearly CT scanning of the chest, abdomen, and pelvis for three years. This assay may allow us to focus such intense screening on patients who are at high risk for recurrence. The side effects, poor sensitivity, and cost of CT scans in this therapeutic space screams for more selective use. Listeners should remember that this assay is different from the immunologic assays that isolate actual circulating tumor cells. So, this type of assay does not hold the promise of becoming an easy way to biopsy patients. I would encourage investigators who are doing studies with immunologic assays to assess CD133 in colorectal cancer and further elucidate its biologic significance. Listeners should also remember that the presence of this marker does not guarantee that metastatic cancer will develop, nor does it ensure that one is cured. Finally, the time has come to incorporate these types of assays into the next generation of adjuvant studies. It's simply unacceptable to continue telling patients with stage 2 colon cancer that they have an 80% chance of cure when we have assays that can tell them if their chance is really closer to 60% or 90%. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.